0: Hey, everybody. Today, Rado runs through sorcery, Episode number three. This is the show where I spend just a few minutes letting you know about a bunch of games that are seeking funding on various crowdsourcing platforms, specifically uh, Kickstarter and GameFound, and that have really grabbed my attention that I think you might want to know about. And the thing that really ties all these together is the campaigns are already live, and they're going to be ending in the next couple of weeks. So I'm going to be talking about nine games today a rapid fire style, one of which ends on the 20th of July, one of which, uh, that's the first one I'll talk about, and the one at the end ends on August 3rd. And so you have a little bit of time to check these out and see if I'm right or wrong, or if they might be of some interest to you. Right, that's crowd sorcery. Make sense? Then let's get going with the first game on my list, which, as I said, ends on July 20th, just 20 hours from now, I believe. And it is called Colossus. And boy, this game looks cool. Now, unfortunately, the developers do not have a neat little attract video, which I like to just... I like to let the video do all the work, so I'm just going to have to scroll down here a little bit, but I believe there was a screenshot that really kind of captures the feel of the game. Uh, This is a solo game that is basically Shadows of Colossus, the old um, PlayStation 2 classic video game. Turn, you know brought down into a fast-playing, puzzly little card game. Because every round, you have a hand of these grid cards that have different actions that represent the different things you need to do to defeat the Colossus. You need to hold on tight so you don't get struck free. You need to do damage. You need to climb. And so you've got these different icons, and you've got this hand, and you're going to stack, layer these cards on top of each other, covering some icons, leaving others uncovered. And once you've puzzled out how to jigsaw the puzzle those cards together, that will tell you how much much damage you do if you do enough how well you hold on if you take damage yourself if you are successful climbing and all of that and every round you've got specific targets you need to hit but you can't possibly hit them all plus sometimes these cards have negative things that will weaken your grip or make you do less damage so you want to lay these cards out so you cover up the bad stuff leave the good stuff exposed and it sounds like a very very cool puzzle i've played a bunch of card games that have this card layering system and i always think they are a blast this is a solo one and the thing that really pushed this game over the top for me is when you get near the end, you have to do the coup de grace, the final blow, and that is like a special boss fight amongst itself. Because instead of just having a hand of cards you can puzzle out, you instead have to go into this like sudden death overtime mode where you draw one card at a time, must place it, you can't move it. So you've got to get very, very um, nail biting right down to the end, just like a really great video game boss fight. Uh, the game looks sharp. It's very simple. It's a small boss. Really, really low-cost game. Uh, It's already been successful. It's got 22 hours to go. I would love to give this game a play sometime, which is why I figured I should let you know since it closes on July 20th. Colossus. Okay, now let's move on to the next one, which closes the next day, July 21st, and it is called Stardust Coffee. And this one does have a nice little video, so I'm just going to put that on screen and uh, let it do most of the work. This is, I guess, kind of a uh, almost Ron ish pick pick-up-and-deliver game in space, where we're trying to get resources to make the best cup of coffee and sell to customers. It, we're not Starbucks, we're Stardust Coffee, you see. But what is interesting to me about the game is not the theme, but instead the gameplay, because it's a dice-drafting game, and when you take the die, you can use it for its color that moves you forward on the color track, and you also use it for the number, which you use to unlock or activate different powers of your ship. So every die has two uses that you have to use every time you grab one. Multi-use dice. A wonderful, uh, you know, cute little presentation. It looks pretty sharp, which is why I thought it might be worth checking out. You've got a little bit more time, Um, folks. Lots of unique player powers. All of the rest of it, that is Stardust Coffee. And now also ending the same day, July 21st, next up on the list, we have got the Grand Carnival. All aboard? No, no, not all aboard. Uh, I'm thinking of a different game. Grand Carnival on the road. Although this is a re-release of the original Grand Carnival, which is a phenomenal... Tile Land game. One of the uh, best I've ever played, quite frankly, because it's two Tile Land games at once. You're laying down the foundations for your carnival tents and then the carnival tents, which are polyomino pieces on top of it. It was already a brilliant game. And uh, so you can get that. But with this new expansion, it adds so much now I've already done a sponsored preview for this so you can check that out to learn more um, but the way that it brings all the modules in there's several different modules clowns and mega tiles and all kinds of stuff but it does it with this um, on the road motif where you could say hey today I'm playing in Chicago I'll mix these ones together and or those ones and it um, every time you go to a different city you get completely different scoring objectives that radically change the feel of the game like I said Grand Carnival is already fantastic you don't have to take my word for it or call correctly z garcia of the dice tower loved it he literally put it in his his number one game of 2020 i don't love it as much as z but i think it's a phenomenal game too and the expansion um on the road takes it to the next level in a really really big way and so you have got until july 21st to check out grand carnival on the road okay Next up, July 27th, we've got another game that I covered coming to an end. It's Amon Ray, the 20th Anniversary Edition. And um, boy, I was so glad I got to cover this because I've wanted to play Amon Ray Forever. Um, because it's one of, widely considered, one of designer Rainer Canizia's greatest designs of all time. But for most of its 20-year history, it has required at least three players, which means I couldn't play it with my wife. But this new edition introduces several modules, really cool miniatures, a beautiful artistic overhaul from the my, one of my favorite uh, artists, Vincent Dutre, and one of the modules makes it playable two-player. I did a run-through of the two-player. It is fantastic. Why hasn't it always played like this for the last 20 years? I don't know, but I cannot recommend it highly enough. Having gotten a chance to play Almond Ray now, I see why for 20 years it has been so highly lauded. And again, you can watch my run-through uh, preview to get a sense for how the two-player works. Mwah. Chef's Kiss Time. A brilliant job done by Reiner Knizia, and he worked with some folks. Uh, I don't think he gets any credit, but uh, Seth Jaffe, uh designer of Eminent Domain, is one of the people who contributed as well as, a, uh, 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 as an editor on the game. Brilliant stuff. It's always been brilliant, but now it looks as good as it's always played, and it plays incredibly well for two. Uh, and so, I am over-the-moon excited for Amon Ray, the 20th anniversary edition, which you've got until July 27th to check out. Now, this one's on GameFound, not on Kickstarter. Uh, but with that out of the way, let's move on to next one. On July 28th, the next day, here's this is my biggest surprise. Honestly, I did not expect to put Snapship Tactics on my list today. Because this is a game about players facing off against each other with um, spaceships just doing dogfighting duel-type stuff, rolling a lot of dice. Uh, It it kind of harkens back to, you know, uh, X-Wing and uh, Star Trek miniature battles, but what makes this game stand out is the customizable ships. You don't just get pre-made ships, you get all these um, pieces that you can combine in dozens, hundreds, thousands of different configurations, making completely unique ships. And what's brilliant is every one of those components that you can snap together to make the ship comes with its own card that gives your ship different characteristics, weapons, handling capabilities, um, you know, power sources, all of that kind of stuff. So I make my ship out of pieces with, a, you know, a unique configuration. You make yours, and then we face off um, and try to blow each other other out of the stars and roll dice and all that and i have to admit that's where i lost interest a little bit until i discovered you can play it solo and co-op i actually watched the developers playing a two-player co-op of it where you play against uh ai controlling other ships and oh my gosh it looks cool i mean i'm already in love with this game because of the toy factor just getting um do, do you you know, draft the best card so you've got the perfect layout and then try to, how do I puzzle this thing to make it look like a ship? Or do you make the coolest-looking ship you can and then see, oh, well, what can this ship do? Either way, it's such a cool idea. And, um, you know, I I grew up playing with Legos. I love that idea. But the fact that it ties into the gameplay makes um, Snapship Tactics, with its co-op and solo play, very attractive to me. Okay, then we move on to another game ending on the 28th of July. Mini Express. Um, The expansion map pack two expansion map packs in this one, actually, if I recall correctly. And, um... Now, I have not played Mini Express, but uh, they'll show in the video a little bit. Uh, As I understand it, this is like a super simplified, streamlined version of a Martin Wallace Age of Steam 18xx. You know, those kinds of big train games where you have lots of different companies you're investing in and trying to expand. And, um... You know, as uh, companies grow in um, power and influence, you try to invest... if you're not invested, you want to make sure those companies don't do very well. This is a style of game that has been around forever and is hugely popular. And Mini Express takes it and crunches it down into a fast, tight-playing little game, which I have not played, but I have heard nothing but great things about this, that it's such a brilliant design. And I guess I'm not surprised because it is from the designer of Steamrollers, which I have played. Steamrollers is a brilliant trained game, Roll and Write. So Mini Express, I've heard great things about. So you can get that on This uh, campaign, but what you can also get are two new map packs with new countries that have been added uh, England, Taiwan, Japan, and Spain, if I recall. And the thing is, uh, the other thing that really pulled me in was two of those maps are designed by two of my favorite designers of all time Tony Boydell did the England map, and Hisashi Hiyashi did the Japan map. So, and apparently, they're not just, oh, it's a new layout, but they actually change gameplay in interesting and meaningful ways too. So, Um, the main thing that gets me excited about just playing Mini Express is fast play and... As a two-player game, what they do is they implement a third bot you can play so that you get the dynamics of a constantly adjusting um, market. That is very interesting or attractive. Although for players who don't like bots, there's an advanced version of the two-player where it's much more cutthroat and chess-like. I think I'd like the more laid-back, Oh, look, the bot made this one company really good. I want to invest in that company while expanding across the map. And with new maps, with new features from designers I absolutely love, There's a lot to recommend here. And again, it ends on July 28th. The Mini Express uh, map packs. Okay, let's move on then to July 28th. 31st. So much cool stuff coming, folks, including Trick Draw. Now, this was a a game that we did a sponsored run-through for on the channel, and actually it's it's kind of a bummer. This is a beautiful little introduction they've got on their website, but it doesn't show the game at all. So let me just go over to the um, preview that Ruel Gaviola played with his wife Michelle and Monique of Before You Play. Uh, You can check this out, and oh my gosh, it's so much fun. The three of them had a great time. The game itself is so quick, they actually played two full sessions of it in a uh, half hour run-through. And to describe the game, it's kind of in the same realm as a yo, know, it's a simple card game. Draw a card, play a card. That's what you do on your turn, and you everybody's racing to hit a point score token or value. And Every card you play has the potential to build you up or play tricks on your opponents. It rem- the closest thing I can think of to it, watching Ruel and Monique and Michelle play, it kind of feels like, Well, um, oh, what's it? Love Letter incredibly simple, incredibly elegant, tons of mind games trying to think about what might my opponent do how do I play this card to best effect, and constantly making moves to mess with your opponents um, and you know, normally that's not my thing, but this game looks so fun and fast and fluid, I mean you'll have a game done in 10 minutes, and again go check out the preview that Ruel did it was such a blast to watch the three of them throw down um, You know, Monique I, 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 a new side of her I had not seen on her normal uh, channel before you play. Anyway, the game looks smooth, fluid, fast, incredibly easy to teach and play. And one of those ones where, hey, once it's done, you'll just want to play it again over and over and over again. So you can watch the preview, well did, to learn a little bit more about it. And you have until July 31st to check out Trick Draw. Okay, we're almost done, folks. Two more to talk about. Next up, we move on to the month of August and the game known as Moon. And uh, this is one, it breaks my heart I have not played this yet because I have played the two prequels to this from the same designer publisher. uh, What are they? Villagers and Streets. And I did run throughs for both of those. And um, Moon is the latest from uh, Hakan Gardner or Gardner? And those two previous games were brilliant. Simple and Elegant, fast playing card games with a lot of really interesting stuff going on. And so I expect really good things from the third in this series. So, this one, we are trying to colonize the moon. And uh, it is a uh, card drafting and tableau building worker placement uh, game where the more cards you get and you try to, you know, stack certain types that, you know, work well together, but they become worker placement spots that you can actually deploy your troops to so that you can have the most successful moon base. And that will be become the basis of the capital of the moon and like i said i have not played this yet but i did watch some videos of it and it just seems really sharp (laughs) and clever and fast playing alexa stop I don't know why Alex just started talking just there, but um, maybe she's excited about it too. Anyway, again, based on the pedigree of the previous two ones, Streets and Villagers, I expect Moon to be fantastic. You can go check out the Kickstarter page right now. There are some other folks who have actually covered it, so you can get a sense for what it feels like to play. But uh, you know, I'm pretty much sight unseen sold on this game, Moon. Okay. So that's it, folks. One more game to talk about, and we're going to go back to GameFound. Instead of Kickstarter, it is the Hans Christian Andersen Fairy Tales Family Game Collection. That is a mouthful. And um, you, so you've got 15 days, I think, as of when I'm filming this. August 3rd. It might be August 2nd. I'm not quite sure. One thing that bugs me about GameFound, it just tells you 15 days less. It doesn't say the exact day that it ends. Unlike Kickstarter. GameFound, people, please add that right here, exactly when it's going to end. Because I don't know if, uh, if it's going to end on the 2nd or the 3rd, depending on what time of day and all that. Anyway, though, doesn't matter, immaterial. What is this game? This is a collection of six games that you can buy in one of two bundles. Three card games um, is one bundle, the other bundle is three flip and write games. And the thing is, all six of these games are based on the fairy tales of Hans Christian Andersen, The Ugly Ducking, The Snow King, The Emperor's New Clothes, Tinderbox, The Little Mermaid, and The Princess and the Pea. And they are all designed by, um, oh, what's it? Uh, Oscar Granerud Garner- and Daniel Peterson. And this is an incredible design duo. These two designers, when they've worked together, I mean, they brought us Copenhagen, uh, Flamme Rouge, Uh, 13 Days, Tale of Pirates, uh, Helsinki, a game I just covered for Queen Games a little while ago. The two of them are really just on point. And um, I can't go into all six of these games. Uh, It would literally, I don't know, double the length of this show. But you can go check out the GameFound page. By the way, folks, you can check out all these pages. Links for every single one of these projects is down in the show notes right now. So you can just jump right to these. And they've got a really nice little just one or two sentence description of each of the games. It does a brilliant job of capturing what makes each one of them special. And um, so you can buy one, two, or both bundles. And uh, it's just launched, so it's it's got a couple of weeks to go. And um, it's actually, here's an interesting thing. It's kind of a depressing thing. Their goal is €2,000. And folks, if you're one of those types say, you know what? I'll just wait for it to come to retail. This one is not coming to retail. As it says right here, there are only... They've already done the print run for this. This was a game made just for the Danish market because Hans Christian Andersen is a rock star in in his country of origin. So they made it to sell in Denmark. They set aside 440 copies of these games to um, be able to make them available to the wider market and then that's it. So if you're at all interested in the subject matter of these games, or just the design pedigree of these two guys, it is definitely worth your time to check out. If you like flipping rights, if you like simple card games, I think each one of them comes with like 120 cards. Um, You know, there's push your luck stuff. There's polyomino stuff. There's, um, you know, uh, an an uno type card. They're all kind of on the lighter side, really pushing for families. But again, these two, I have been impressed by every one of their designs I've played. So I expect you've got six great games for families here. And because their um, their target is 2,000 euros, there's never been a better time to do it because, of course, the euro is at historic lows right now. So if you're not in Europe, there would never be a better time to pick these up than right now, which is the my last one. It ends on August 3rd, the Hans Christian Andersen Fairy's Tales Family Game Collection. And that's it. Okay, folks, another crowd sorcery done and dusted. Again, check the show notes. There's links for every single one of these projects if they are of interest. And I'll be back in two weeks' time to bring you a little bit more sorcery, folks, as I hunt through literally hundreds of games to bring you the cream of the crop. And thanks very much for watching. Have a very, very nice day. Talk to you later. So long. Uh, Bye-bye.